Bestbookbits.com brings you the book summary of The No Bullshit Guide to Fat Loss by JPS Health and Fitness. Fat Loss Fundamentals There are a few things that are necessary when it comes to fat loss, and no, it isn't cutting out carbohydrates, cardio, or avoiding alcohol. Energy Deficit An energy deficit is simply an imbalance of energy. Your body must burn more calories than you consume via food and drink. With me? Therefore, we must either eat less, move more, a combo of the above. Whilst it isn't that simple, in essence, we must control our food intake, and I'll show you how to best go about that soon. High protein. Weight loss is very different to fat loss. Weight loss is very different to fat loss. Weight can be anything, including muscle, water, losing your arm, and so forth. That's not what will help you look great in your Speedos this summer. I mean, only having one arm may make swimming even more difficult. Excuse my sarcasm. When we're in energy deficit, you're at a much greater risk of losing muscle tissue. Therefore, to ensure you lose most of your weight from fat, it is imperative to consume a moderate high protein diet. Your daily protein needs can be covered by 1.6 grams to 2.5 grams per kilo of your body weight. See example below. 2 grams of protein times 60 kilo body weight equals 120 grams of protein per day. Resistance training. As mentioned, we want to lose fat, not muscle. Our best tool in our toolbox for maintaining muscle is resistance training, with a focus on progressive overload. Therefore, it's important to lift some iron. Aim for 2-5 to five sessions per week, training with a variety of compound and isolation exercises. Fiber and water. The final thing we need to consider for fat loss is how much fiber and water we consume. This is critical for gastrointestinal health as well as satiation, which is fullness, whilst in a calorie imbalance. Consume 2-3 to three serves of vegetables or 15 grams of fiber per 1,000 calories. Drink 6-8 to eight glasses of water per day. Monitor urination color. Avoid yellow. Aim for clear. Okay, so now we know the important variables in our diet that we must pay attention to. We need to devise a plan to track, monitor, and amend to move closer to our goal physique. Six steps to lean. Step number one, identify start point. The first thing you need to do is identify your starting point, and scale weight alone will not suffice. Write down your answers to the above, and you should have a clear picture on where you currently sit in terms of your body composition and mindset factors. I weigh, waist measurement, thigh measurement, arm measurement, my relationship with food is, I think my body is, and taken a progress picture. Step number two, identify problems areas with your nutrition habits. Now that we know where you start, it's time to start problem solving. These are all the questions you need to ask yourself and will guide you in determining where your pitfalls lie. Am I an emotional eater? Does my social life interfere with my ability to eat well? Do I lack structure? Am I a stress eater? Do I have a poor relationship with food? Do I snack too often? Does skipping meals cause me to overeat? Step number three, identify target and time frame. With a starting point and some obstacles determined, it is now time to hone in on the target and set a time frame. Write down the following. Goal body weight, goal measurements, and time frame. Your goal body weight and measurements should be realistic and not extreme. 
Setting small achievable goals will increase your likelihood of success tenfold as opposed to setting unrealistic expectations. This will dictate your time frame. Parkinson's Law. Work expands as to fill the time available for its completion. Or simply put, people procrastinate. So if there is no deadline, nothing gets done. Rate of fat loss. A healthy and sustainable rate of fat loss can be anywhere between 0.005 to 0.01% of body weight per week, depending on your starting point. While it may seem exciting losing weight on the scale at a fast rate, this isn't necessarily a good thing. In order to preserve muscle mass, strength, proper hormonal function, and above all, sanity, consistently moderate decreases in scale weight is the best long-term option. Example, starting weight at 60 kilos, losing weight at a rate of 0.005 to 0.01 body weight per week equals 300 grams to 600 grams per week. Smaller frames will lose at a smaller rate than someone who is much larger. Example, starting weight at 50 kilos, losing at a rate of 0.005 to 0.01 body weight per week equals 250 grams to 500 grams per week. Step number four, determining calorie and macronutrient intake. To know where to start our fat loss phase, we must know how many calories it is our body requires to create an energy deficit. Quite simply, an energy deficit means that your body is burning more calories per day than you are eating and drinking. When the body is in a state of energy imbalance, aka a deficit, it will rely on stored energy to make up this gap, aka fat. Part number one, determining maintenance calories. First, you must determine your body's maintenance calories, which is the amount of energy you need to either gain or lose weight. Our total daily expenditure is largely determined by three things. Number one, sustaining bodily functions of the organs as well as muscles and fat, resting metabolic rate 60 to 75%. Number two, how active we are day to day, i.e. fidgeting, walking, labor demands, non-exercise activity, thermogenesis, as well as our exercise and training regime. Physical activity, thermogenesis. 17 to 32%. And number three, the digestive process, thermic effect of feeding, 8%. Now that you know how we burn energy, it is time to calculate your daily maintenance calories. To do this, you must first determine how active you are. Use our worksheet on the next page. How to calculate calories and macronutrient intake. Part number one, calculating your maintenance calories. What's your activity level? Male maintenance calculator, your activity level low, less than two hours of moderate or vigorous activity per week, moderate, two to four hours of moderate vigorous activity per week, or high, four plus hours of moderate vigorous activity per week. Based on your activity level, above we assign you a multiplier. A multiplier can be 29 for low, 31 for medium, and 33 for high activity. Weigh yourself and simply multiply your body weight in kilos with the multiplier above to get your maintenance calories. These numbers will become your maintenance calories. Now to the ever-important calorie deficit. Now for the female maintenance calories, do the same thing using the multiplier of 27 if you are low, 29 if you are moderate exercise, and 31 if you are high, 4 hours of moderate vigorous activity per week. Weigh yourself and simply multiply your body weight in kilos with the multiplier above to get your maintenance calories. 
For example, a 60 kilo female with a moderate activity levels training two to four hours per week would have a maintenance calorie intake of 1700 calories. These calculations are just an estimation and serve as a good starting point, which may require adjustment after assessing whether or not you lost or gained weight. Part two, creating a calorie deficit. To create a calorie deficit, we simply have to eat less than our determined maintenance calories. Deficit fat loss. Slow fat loss suited for already lean individuals. Maintenance calories times 0.9. Moderate fat loss suited for most individuals, which is moderate. Maintenance calories times 0.8. And fast fat loss suited for overweight individuals, which is large. Maintenance calories times 0.7. Using our example before the 60 kilo female, if she was to opt for a small deficit, her 1,700 calories times 0.9 would bring her target to 1,500 calories. This is just a guesstimate and starting point. If you're losing too much weight or not enough weight, see step six. Training hours includes moderate to high intensity activity. Now that you have determined your calorie intake, it's time to work out your macronutrient targets. Protein. Dietary protein has four calories per gram and contains essential amino acids that are responsible for tissue repair and growth and is also the most satiating, which is filling, macronutrient, which makes it a critical component of our diet. Some great sources are poultry, meat, fish, eggs, and tofu. Aim for 1.6 grams to 2.5 grams per kilo of body weight, e.g., 2 grams times 60 kilos equals 120 grams, 600 calories. How much for me? If you're extremely lean or performing a high-volume, high-intensity strength program, consider more than 2 grams per day. If you are higher in the body fat and following a moderate volume and intensity protocol, opt for lower end of this range. Fat. Dietary fat has 9 calories per gram and contains essential fatty acids that are responsible for hormone production, and the absorption of nutrients. Some great sources of fat are nuts, seeds, oils, oily fish, avocado, and egg yolk. Aim for 0.8 to 1.2 grams per kilo of body weight. How much for me? The amount of fat you consume should be dictated by your preference, as this will have no detrimental to your fat loss efforts, provided you create a calorie deficit. Carbohydrates. Carbohydrates contain 4 calories per gram and are the body's preferred energy source and are required for high intensity and dietary adherence. Some great sources are rice, potato, pasta breads and cereals, as well as vegetables, fruits and sweets. How much for me? The amount of carbohydrates you consume should be dictated by your preference as this will have no detriment to your fat loss efforts provided you create a calorie deficit. Example, bringing it all together. Step 1, 60 kilo female with an energy multiplier of 29. Step 2, calculate maintenance calories, which is 1,740 calories. Step number 3, calorie deficit, which is moderate, 1,400 calories. And step number 4, macronutrient intake. A, protein, 2 grams times 60 kilos is 120 grams per day, times 4 calories is 480 calories of protein. Number B, which is fat intake, 0.8 grams times 60 kilos is 48 grams per day. 48 grams times 9 calories per gram is 432 calories. And C, carbohydrates. 
1,400 calories, which is 480 plus 432 equals 488. 488 divided 4 is 122 grams per day. Step number five, select nutritional approach. Once you have outlined your starting point, obstacles, and endpoint, it's now time to devise your nutritional approach. It's important to note that despite which approach you adopt, there is no magic fat loss program or specific food list which you must eat to get lean. As a rule of thumb, aim for 80% of your diet to come from unprocessed, unrefined foods such as meats, fish, poultry, vegetables, fruits, nuts, and seeds. Let the remaining 20% of your diet be filled with foods of your choice, which can also include treats and processed foods. Balance is key to long-term fat loss success. Balance. What are the methods? Before choosing a nutritional approach, it must be realistic, enjoyable, flexible, sustainable. What are the methods? There are a myriad of methods and approaches to nutritional tracking. However, approach number one, calorie and macro tracking. If you're someone who is serious about getting results and wants precision and accuracy, then calorie and macronutrient tracking is for you. Buy a set of digital food scales. Download MyFitnessPal, enter your target calorie and macronutrient intake. Start weighing yourself and measuring food. Track it in grams into MyFitnessPal. Aim to reach your targets as follows. Calories near or closer to 50 grams. Protein plus or minus 10 grams. Carbohydrates plus or minus 20 grams. And fat plus or minus 5 grams. Approach number two, food plan. Although the idea of flexible dieting, tracking calories and monitoring macros is precise, it's hard to do if you're someone who's time poor and doesn't like to think a whole lot. You're nutritionally lazy. Once you've calculated your calories and macros, you need to track a day's worth of food into MyFitnessPal. This is your food plan. Write it down in a Word document or spreadsheet. Repeat this two or more times using a different variety of foods so you now have created three different food plans of which you can rotate during the week. When you get sick of your three meal plans, repeat the process. Make your own meal plan. As you can see on the graph, you've got Monday to Sunday, breakfast, snack, lunch, dinner, and snack. You do not need to eat a certain amount of food. We recommend anywhere between three to six meals per day, including snacks. This should also be based on your schedule and preferences. Approach number three is a food diary. If you're someone who doesn't work well with technology, hates boring meal plans, and are just trying to feel better and lose a few kilos, then a food diary is the approach for you. Simply buy a blank diary or journal, start recording your food intake before you sit down, and eat each day. Be sure to include your thoughts, feelings, as well as portion sizes. Each night, reflect on your days eating and assess if there were any periods of under-eating and overeating. Approach number four, hunger and fullness rating. Some nutritional approaches require a much more intuitive plan and awareness of self. If you're someone who has a predisposed body image issues or a poor relationship with food and needs some habit formation, a hunger and fullness rating can be a great plan for you. Use this template to monitor your hunger and fullness. Again, using the same Monday to Sunday meal one to five graph, you can see the meal number one, oats and proteins with berries, hunger was two, fullness was four. The hunger scale, number one being full, two, quite content, three, pretty hungry, four, where's the food, and five, 
Starvin. Fullness Scale. One, Ravenness. Two, Still Want More. Three, Scrape the Sides. Four, Satisfied. And five, Stuffed. Aim to be satisfied. Four, and quite content. Two, Avoid being stuffed, which is five, and starving, number five. Monitor. On the same day each week, Monday morning, weigh yourself. Take your measurements and a progress picture. Record this in an Excel spreadsheet and you're golden. If you've lost weight at a reasonable rate, then keep going. If you didn't lose weight, move to step six. Step six, adjust and amend. If you didn't lose weight for the week, don't sweat it. This is normal and can be due to a number of factors. Hydration status, hormonal cycle, sodium balance, meal timing. You must ask yourself the following questions before changing or slash amending your diet. Number one, did I follow my plan 100%? Two, did I weigh all my food? Three, did I track all my food accurately? And four, did I eat out? Five, was there anything that occurred during this week that would affect my weight? If you followed the plan to the letter, weighed all your food, tracked accurately, prepared all your meals, and nothing unusual occurred. It's time to make some amendments. If not, then chances are you can still make progress on your current plan, so there is no need to change your diet. If you followed the plan for 14 days and haven't progressed, it's time to make some alterations. Option 1. Decrease calorie slash food intake by 5-10%. to Option 2. Keep food intake the same, increase energy expenditure. And option three, both of the above. It's important to ensure that all changes you make are small and incremental. Large drops in calorie or increases in energy expenditure can speed up the metabolic adaptions that occur when dieting and can cause some negative health complications. Six easy meal ideas. Breakfast option number one, fruit and progat. Cobain fat-free yogurt, 100 grams, berries, protein powder, and banana. Breakfast option number two, an omelette, one whole egg, two egg whites, turkey, two slices, spinach, mushrooms, onion, and tomato, and a little bit of walnuts and almonds. Lunch option number one, chicken salad, pumpkin, beetroot, kale, and carrot, pine nuts, chicken breast, and quinoa. Lunch option number two, meat and veg, kangaroo burgers times two, a little bit of sweet potato and Greek salad. Dinner option number one, steak, a sirloin steak, baked white potato, grilled capsicum and eggplant. Dinner option number two, fish and rice, blue grenadier fish, brown rice and some avocado. Your fat loss cheat sheet. Your daily protein needs can be covered by 1.5 to 3 grams per kilo of your body weight. Aim to 2 to 5 sessions per week, training with a variety of compound and isolation exercises. Consume 2 to 3 serves of vegetables or 15 grams of fiber per 1,000 calories. Drink 6 to 8 glasses of water per day. Monitor urination color. Avoid yellow. Aim for clear. A healthy and sustainable rate of fat loss can be anywhere between 0.005 to 0.1% of body weight per week, depending on your starting point. Six fat loss habits. Number one, one glass of water before and after each meal. Two, two to three pieces of fruit each day. Three, protein at each meal. Four, five different vegetables each day. Five, eat without technology and distractions. And six, put the fork down between bites. Six exercise habits. Number one, wash the dishes. 
Two, park further from work, school, and gym, etc. Three, stretch for 10 minutes per day. Four, take the stairs. Five, walk to the local milk bar, shops to purchase convenience items. And six, stand when you can. Frequently asked questions. How many meals should I eat per day? This is 100% dependent on your lifestyle. If you are in corporate, in and out of meetings all day, and can only eat two meals a day with a snack in between, so be it. Just ensure you hit your macros and micronutrient requirements. If you want to be as diligent as possible, aim for three to five meals spread out in the day. Should I stop eating after a certain time of the day? There is no psychological benefit to stop eating by any certain time of the day. This myth stems from people thinking that carbohydrates consumed late at night would not get put to use and just be stored as fat. However, one cannot look at fat loss and fat gain in such isolation. You must look at the calories and meals consumed in the context of the whole day. Do I have to eat clean foods to lose weight? There is no definition that suits the term clean food, but without being a somatic douchebag about it, typically a clean food is going to be something either low in calories or with a lot of beneficial nutrients. So then the question becomes, can one still get high calorie foods with low amount of nutrients and still lose fat? The answer is yes, all things equal. It won't matter which foods the calories come from, more so the amount of calories. However, this doesn't merit eating all your calories from non-nutritious foods. As mentioned above, one just needs to be sensible with it. Do I need to avoid carbohydrates? Sugar is simply a form of carbohydrates that contains energy. Just like other macronutrients, although easily digested, sugar does not negatively contribute to your health or fat loss efforts. It can still be consumed within your carbohydrate total, just ensure that no more than 10 or 20% of your total carbohydrate intake is comprised of simple processed sugars. Can I lose fat and build muscle at the same time? While it is possible to lose fat and build muscle at the same time, it is only under certain conditions. For example, one who is very new to gym and has decent amounts of fat to lose, or for those taking Mexican supplements, steroids. However, the average intermediate gym goer, this is extremely difficult. This person is much better suited to going through periods of solely building muscle and periods dedicated to burning fat. Fat loss phases might typically last four to 12 weeks. Muscle building phases may last four to six months. What if I didn't hit my calories one day? over or under. This is the assumption that you accidentally didn't hit your calories one day for whatever reason. In that case, the best thing to do is go straight back in the plan for the next day. Don't worry about trying to make up for it the next day or constantly going back and forth. Just treat it as an either a low day or a refeed after it happened. Accept it and move on. Is eating more frequent slash smaller meals beneficial for my metabolism? Eating more frequently does not increase your metabolism or stoke the metabolic fire. The primary driver of fat loss is total energy balance and creating a chronic energy deficit through adherence to your diet. The number of meals you eat per day should be consistent with your preferences, lifestyle, and schedule. Aim for three to five meals per day and adjust accordingly to what works for you. And that's a wrap on this book summary of the No Bullshit Guide to Fat Loss by JPS Health and Fitness. 
check them out online on the website, so JPS Health and Fitness, and check them out also on YouTube. Got some great videos through there. Thanks for watching and listening, and if you have any questions, put them in the comments below. Take care. Have a great day.